Welcome to The Dig on the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Featuring Nebraska Volleyball Assistant Coach Kelly Hunter. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. Hey there, everybody, and welcome into a brand new series. We're launching this fall right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast. We're calling it The Dig, and each week we're going to sit down with a member of John Cook's staff and preview the upcoming week, break down what's happened in the past week and also the storylines that go along with the Nebraska volleyball season. So without further ado, let's get this thing kicked off. And our very first guest of the series is none other than All-American national champion and assistant coach Kelly Hunter. Did you draw the short straw having to be the first one here today? <laughs> I think I'm lucky. We're going to rotate a bunch so I get to kick it off. I'm excited. Okay, well, let's start with um, the red-white scrimmage. Man, how about that? That Coach Cook said by far probably the best red-white scrimmage since he's been here. What, did, what were your big takeaways? Yeah, I think it was really competitive, and we kind of messed around with some different lineups during that week of practice right before, and that group that we had out there for the red and white, we did a scrimmage, a big day. I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. I don't know. My days are all jumbled up now, but... Um, it was really competitive. We went four sets, and a bunch of those sets, I think three of them were two-point games. And so to have that competitiveness and to be so even with the teams is really exciting because we don't always see that every year. But I think it just shows how our team is super gritty and anyone could be on the floor at any given time, and it just shows that everyone's ready. How did you guys go about making the decision to split it pretty evenly? I mean, is it was it... Just wanting to see that competition or maybe seeing who plays well together. How do you guys go about what you want to see, I guess, in a red-white scrimmage? Yeah, it kind of changes every year what we decide to do. Obviously, this year we have six new players, and so we don't really have the same faces that we've had for a long time. So in previous years, if we kind of have those same people who have been big contributors for our team, we'll try and keep them together. But this year, ever since January, we've had a beach season, a spring season, a foreign trip, and now a preseason under our belts and everything has been so competitive and it's so fun to see everyone play with different people next to them and kind of just see how everyone gels and I think this year because of that and having so many new people on our team we wanted to see a nice little mix-up of everyone out there. What are you watching closely in I know you go back and watch film and everything but in game in the moment what are you watching really closely? Are you watching the setters? Yeah for me the setters are my position offense is kind of I guess you could say offensive coordinator if we're going to talk football terms, stuff like that. But it's more than just the setters. It's all obviously the attackers and are we ball controlling to put the setters in a good position. But for me specifically, during the scrimmage, I was head coaching a team. So it was watching a little bit more than just the setters and fine tuning that a little bit, but talking to everyone equally and finding the holes in our game that we need to work on. But in game in a normal match it would be mostly just watching the setters our offense and our choices and then how the other team is defending us how'd you enjoy head coaching it was more <laughs> stressful coach was asking me he said how are your stress levels and i said it was fine at, at first i was stressing out about the lineup sheet because john's been doing this for years and he'll still mess up the lineup sheet so i'm like <laughs> okay i've never done this before i'm for sure gonna mess it up and i only mess it up one time but other than that, it's fun to be the voice in front of the team and kind of give some insights. And for me, it's really special because I was them one day and I know how to win at a high level and stuff like that. So it was really fun to kind of help them out with the mindset piece as well, not just the volleyball, technical, tacti tactical, but just the mindset part of it. So it was fun to kind of have that different role. So how do you think the setters did? Pretty good. I mean, 
We were looking back at our stats and we didn't attack at a super high level if you look at our efficiency and our number. But when we think about our team and what Nebraska volleyball is, that's a very good block and D team. So it's we want to be better offensively, but it's hard when we're going against ourselves, who is typically one of the best defensive teams in the country. And so we kind of took those stats with a grain of salt. But overall, I thought they worked really well with what they had and made great decisions. And we're trying to go a little bit faster and diversify our offense a little bit more. And with that being said, I think they did a great job. So we have a, a competition, right? I mean, with, with Bergen, Riley, and Kennedy Orr. You were, I'm sure, at one point in the middle of, of that. What goes into competing throughout a, a fall or a preseason leading into to maybe being that setter that, the, that this team can call upon? As a setter specifically, it's obviously a lot of pressure. You're the quarterback out there, and you touch the ball more than anyone. So with that comes a lot of stress and a lot of you feel more pressure to be good every single rep. Yeah. But you can't go into that mindset because you do touch the ball every single time and you're coming in extra for extra reps and stuff like that. So if you let yourself as a setter go to the place of nitpicking every single set, you're going to be miserable, probably not play very well, and probably be thinking internally and not externally. So just throughout the preseason, it's really important to think about, okay, what are my strengths? What do I need to work on? But how can I have that next point mentality even though I'm competing for a spot. So you can't let one or two errors just dwindle because then you're going to have a bunch more errors after right. that rather than moving through them. So how has the competition been then between those two? It's been good. And like I said, we've mixed up a bunch of lineups. We've seen different hitters with different setters, different combinations of people. And it's been super even. And they're, they've both worked so hard since January. And just when, you've, when you have your group here in January and instead of the summer it's crazy just because they get the time to gel with each other to work on their game and then they have a little bit more experience by the time we start so I think they've both worked super hard and got a ton better since January and they're just grinding this may be a silly question but you know you hear a lot of times with quarterbacks you, you mentioned the quarterback of of the offense and a lot of times quarterbacks develop that uh, chemistry and relationship with a with a wide receiver that they feel really comfortable throwing the ball to. Is that something that happens with setters and hitters that you feel maybe a little bit more of a connection with some, some other than others? Yeah, I think that's the same as football. It's totally relevant and present in volleyball for sure. And some of our girls, even though they're just Nebraska volleyball players for the first time, a lot of them have played together right. in USA and just before their time here even. And so I think you can see those relationships off the court first. And then on the court, you can kind of tell who's comfortable playing with who and who's going to talk a little bit more and call for the ball a little bit more, stuff like that. But I'll just use the example of Bergen and Harper. Like, they know each other, like the back of their hands. And Harper could just even call the ball differently, and Bergen will know exactly what to do. So that's something that comes with time, that comes with trust and communication. And we're working to get there with each setter and each of our hitters. Yeah, fascinating. So how do you guys go about deciding who's going to be that go-to setter? The setter position is hard because there's so much that goes into it. Obviously, we look at stats and efficiencies and who hits the best off of who and stuff like that. But even a bigger piece to it other than just the stats is who's going to be consistent out there and be a leader and be talkative because the setter position, whether you want to be a leader or not, you kind of inherently are. Yeah. So there's also those connections outside of the court, connections on the court, who can be a rock for our team. And I think I used that term in a different interview, and I kind of like it. But 
our setter has to be our rock. And so for them to build those relationships and be confident is a huge, huge piece of it too. Well, outside of the setter, it seems like it's been a pretty competitive um, preseason. How has how has it been watching that unfold? Just not just that setter position, but every single position of this team having so much depth and talent that you're, you're really seeing some competition and battles. Our girls know that it's close, and they can feel it, and they can feel the pressure, and they can feel that next person right in front of them, right behind them, whatever they think that is. They can feel all of that, and so. It has just elevated the level of our competition since January. And just when we do six-on-six six drills, it's hardly ever one team's blowing out another team, no matter what our lineups kind of look, out, look like out there, whether it's the freshmen all together and the vets all together. It's competitive no matter how we kind of stack it up. And I think that's great because then it pushes each and every one of them. And we have our standard for the athletes. and. The standards that they need to meet but the fact that it's so competitive they know that they even need to up it even more where does that compare to teams in the past i know every team is different but when you just talk in terms of the competition and the depth and the talent where does this team compare to maybe the teams that you've been a part of as a player and as a coach yeah i think just nebraska always has phenomenal recruiting classes and people want to come play for us and so we usually get pretty top-level athletes, and our gym's pretty competitive. But the thing that stands out to me is just the personality of these girls. And they are best friends, and they love each other. And there's some days I'm like, whoa, is someone going to slit someone's throat? Like, what's <laughs> going to happen here? And they've even made comments just like, oh, so-and-so makes me just want to, like, beat her so bad. And so I would say it's just their mentality and their mindset is so, so competitive, and it's infectious. And... You can't hide in our gym because if you hide, like someone's coming in there and coming in hard. How good is that too? Because it's so young. I mean, it's such a young group that they already are, are wanting to push each other in that way. Yeah, so we had a consultant come in. Sue Enquist came in and worked with us and she talked about, we're supposed to say this whenever someone says we're a young or inexperienced team. So we had them all count how many years that they've played volleyball and it came out to 137 years. Wow. So that's going to be our superpower this year. And I know we're young on paper and we have six new faces, but they have a lot of experience. And I think that is what they show every single day. It's not, okay, I'm a freshman, so I can't talk or... I shouldn't be as good because I'm a freshman or I'm new here or I should be good because I've been here for three years. It kind of levels the playing field and then everyone feels like they're just as important as the person next to them and that's how we try and function in our gym is that everyone's got a role, everyone's going to contribute at some point. So you have to be competitive and you have to be confident and ready to step up to every occasion. How big has it been that these freshmen came in in, the, in January and how far along were they because they already kind of had a sense of kind of a little bit. I know that this, this is their first preseason going into their first season, but they've been here for six months now that they kind of have a feel already for, for how you guys do things around here. Yeah, the biggest thing I always say is there's going to be adjustment in any sport and even just students who don't play a sport. There's an adjustment to college life and that's going to happen. And it's just a matter of how hard that hits you because it's going to hit every single person. And so Having them here in January, they already work through some of the time management stuff, being away from home, being on your own and having to make your own decisions. So they've practiced that since January and all throughout the summer. And just having that whole semester of even having college classes and choosing to go to class if you want to or not, we expect them to be in class, but they, at the end of the day, they have the choice, you know? And so just them being able to work through that through a whole spring semester where there's not as much pressure is huge because it just bridges that gap a little bit. 
and then typically they would come in in the summer and then you have your summer which is very relaxed you take one class you work out at 6 a.m and you go and train by yourselves as a team because the coaches can't be there but just having that experience in january and then our brazil trip as well has just helped our team gel and helped integrate all the new people and our veterans and our returners did a great job integrating those freshmen and that's not always easy to do and it can kind of be a little bit clicky but i would say our returners did a great job integrating those guys and they didn't have too big of an adjustment they're all pretty mature and they they want to be great so they make pretty good decisions what's it been like breaking in nicklin into a coaching role it's been fun she we call our GAs the boys, and she's like, okay, if Jalen says, boys, come here, do I have to go? I'm like, <laughs> you can go if you want. There's certain things that those guys do and that Nicklin wouldn't do, and that was kind of similar to my role. But Nicklin, um, she's going to kind of be my little buddy, and she's going to help me out and watch the defense, kind of chart some offensive stuff and see what we're doing. And it's just so huge to have her experience because she's been through it for five years for the same coach that these girls have and then I've been through it the same way so I think just having our expertise and our background and our knowledge is really really big for those girls because they know that we've done the exact same thing and it's it helps us relate to them too when I talked to her several times she always mentioned you and how big you were in, in her career and now we're already hearing like I had Bergen on this summer and she mentioned how much she's learned from you so when you're getting these setters and you're, you're molding them, you're working with them, what are, what are the big things that you're trying to implement and how they run as a setter for Nebraska volleyball? Obviously, there's a lot of volleyball techniques, stuff like that, and that's stuff that we're always kind of trying to be better at. So we'll watch international film, we'll watch the best college teams in the country, and we'll just learn and see, okay, what can we take from these people and how can we up our technique first but then I think the biggest piece about it I, I've talked a bunch already is just the mindset and offensive wise making good choices and stuff like that so I would say the biggest thing that I'm working on and that we've worked on this spring is just how can we run a great offense and be diverse and find the right people at the right times and keep the other team on their toes and we actually did some zooms with Micah Christensen the USA men's volleyball setter Jordan Poulter, the USA Women's Volleyball Center, and Micah Ma'a, who plays at a really high level overseas and is in the USA gym. And we just talked to them about offense and their confidence and how they go about making decisions and what they think about technique-wise. So we had a big push this spring to learn a lot and then figure out what we can implement and what we're comfortable implementing and what's our brand of volleyball going to be. We're kind of redefining that a little bit and trying to fine-tune that. Oh, that's awesome. Very cool. I know fans want me to ask you, are you expecting that both setters will be able to contribute this, this season? It's an interesting question because last year we ran that 6-2 and all three of our setters got to contribute and it was kind of just a, a revolving door of lineups with injuries and stuff like that. And like you said, we're, we have so much depth and so many people who can go out on the court and we expect them all to have a role at some point. But I'm assuming we're going to go with a 5-1 system just because it's more consistent having one person out there setting the ball like tactically, technically, and then just mindset-wise, team-wise, it's, it's hard to sub so many people in and out and just have kind of different vibes out there. And so I think what our team is craving from last year is just some consistency. So I would guess that it would be one setter system and then, but everyone's going to have to come in at some point. And that's kind of our motto going into this year is that Someone's going to have to be a game changer at any point throughout the season, so you got to be ready for that. 
Well, we won't have you on leading into it, but what was uh, your reaction and how excited are you for, for what this fan base did for Volleyball Day in Nebraska? I can't <laughs> even put into words like what I'm going to be feeling, and I tried to the other day, and I was just like a little bit emotional, just picturing running out onto the, onto the field in front of 95,000, and if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be our fans. And we knew that they were going to sell the place out and sell out however many tickets we decided to go with. But to do it in a day and a half and then have to open up more seats and move around the court and do all of that stuff, I'm not going to say I'm surprised, but I was like, whoa, Husker Nation is showing up. And just hearing the excitement about it, the different events we've had about it, and just we did fan day the other day before the red white scrimmage and everyone came through and they were so excited to be able to come to that match and be a part of history and that's really what it is it's not even anything for us it's just it's history in the making and our fans get to be a part of that and they're the reason that we get to go out and have this match and and hopefully break some records and stuff like that so we really we really owe it all to them and just the way that this state loves volleyball not just our team but all the teams here Creighton Wayne State UNO, all those teams, and so it's just really awesome to see them show up. Is there anything you're going to do different to prepare the setters for that kind of atmosphere and being outside? And yeah, I haven't thought too much about it. I know. Well, today it's so humid, so yes. I'm really hoping I'm like it knocking cools on off. wood, <laughs> knocking on wood, saying prayers that it's not going to be this humid. Just because when your hands get sweaty and the ball gets sweaty, it's scary. Because then mentally you're just like, oh God, can I even set this ball? But uh, the day before, we're going to practice outside kind of around the same time. I think we're going to go at 6 o'clock. So there'll, there'll be some getting used to it. Obviously, you look up, there's no ceiling. So there's going to be a little bit of a depth perception type thing and just kind of getting used to that. And then hopefully the sun won't be too big of a factor. But we're going to get outside that day before and kind of see what it's like and then work through any issues that we might have found that day. Well, before you guys um, get to run out there inside Memorial Stadium, we do have the opening weekend coming up this weekend, the Emeritus Players Challenge. You have Utah State, Lipscomb, SMU. Um, what are the emotions and excitement like leading up to an opening weekend for a season? Mm -hmm. I, think, I think our athletes got some nerves out during the red-white, and it was six of them their first time playing in Devaney with the Husker jersey on, and I think there was some nerves. and. They kind of worked through that, but it's a whole different atmosphere when it's a live game and the crowd's a little bit more into it because during the red-white, they never know who to cheer for, so it's inherently <laughs> a little bit quiet. They cheer for big plays, but in general, it's just a little bit more quiet than our normal atmosphere. So I think there will be some nerves again. It's the first real game day. Devaney's going to be packed. And then this year, we're actually playing three games on three different days. Mm -hmm. So it'll be a long weekend, and we've already started prepping them that they need to be recovered. They need to be hydrating, especially with the weather this week. And we actually gave them yesterday off from watching film and doing stuff like that because this weekend's going to be a mental battle for sure. And those teams that come into Devaney for these preseason tournaments, they're fired up to be here, and they're so excited to play in the best facility in the country and play Nebraska. So... They always come and they give it their all, and it's it's never easy this first weekend. And um, we're trying to do our best to prepare our girls to be able to go back to back to back and to be able to handle that workload. How hard is that? Playing three games back to back to back. Yeah, usually we do the two games in one day and then one game on Saturday. And usually we get a, a lot of people in just because if anyone were to play three games in two days, you're going to be gassed. And so. 
It's definitely not easy, and for scouting purposes, just having to scout out that team that plays the match right before us and then have that turned around the next day, it's a lot for our girls and for our staff. And so being able to kind of break it up into three different days and to get a good night's sleep and to not have to play two games in one day will be huge. How much scouting goes into this weekend? How much is it about what the other teams do, or, much, or so, is it more so about what Nebraska does? The first weekend is always interesting because teams are different. They might have a completely new roster. They might have the exact same roster, but we don't have anything to go off of. So with that being said, we try and watch some stuff from last year and kind of see where they're at, who might be some big contributors for them. But mostly, and this is true for pretty much every game, we try and be really, really good on our side of the net because we have a lot of control over that, whereas we don't necessarily have control over who's on the other side, stuff like that. But we will scout and we will be prepared and we will know exactly what's coming at us. But especially for this weekend, just because it's opening weekend, we don't have a ton of information. We like to focus a little bit more on ourselves in these situations. So what will be the big things that you and the coaching staff will be looking for out of this weekend? I think just playing clean and consistent over a long period of time just because three days is a long time and um, just having one match every day and having that be your focus, just trying to stay dialed in and play really clean. And something we've really been working on this whole preseason is just how do we deal with failure and how do we bounce back and how tight are our huddles and who is talking in those situations. And so I think it'll be a big chance for them to learn about themselves and to know, okay, here's what's going to be important to us moving forward. Let's work on that this weekend and then see how we can change and adjust and what we did well and what we didn't do well. But I think the biggest thing just playing so many matches in a weekend is can you be consistent over a long period of time? And that's what we're looking for. How excited do you get personally for the opening weekend? Can you even think about it yet? Yeah, I can think about that one now, but um, <laughs> I'm just excited to see a lot of them. It's their first match and I kind of wrote the newbies some letters before the red-white scrimmage and was just so excited for them to put on the jersey in Devaney for the first time. And so for them to get to do that now for the first matches, I, like I said, they're going to be a little bit nervous. But for me, I don't get super, super nervous for games and because um, I'm, I'm just trying to, like, let them do their thing on game day, you know, and just have them know that they've worked so hard and that they've earned the right to go out there and play good. And for me, I'm like, okay, I'm going to be calm for those guys because I know that they're not calm and I know <laughs> how they feel. So if I'm over on the sideline freaking out, like that probably makes them freak out a little bit. But no, I'm excited. And I feel like we were just in season and just starting. It's crazy how fast this year went by, but it'll, it'll be a good opening weekend. Do you remember your first match wearing that Husker jersey? I don't remember the first match, but I do remember the red-white. And a lot of former Huskers say this. Like, I remember that red-white more than anything. Wow. And Coach shared a story that Jordan Larson said the most nervous she's ever been in her life was for the red-white. And I can kind of echo that because I remember um, standing back in rotation one. I stand, like, back behind the passers. Then you have to run up there, and you have to call your play before that and everything. And I remember just, like, shaking <laughs> and being like, okay, I have no clue what play I'm running, but the ball's coming. I'm going to go set it. And that's honestly all I really remember. So it kind of gives a whole different perspective of the importance of that red-white scrimmage to allow these players to work out those nerves given the kind of atmosphere that you play in, especially for the first time. Yeah, it's pretty much a dress rehearsal if you want to call it that. And it's a chance for them to kind of work through it and to know, okay, here's how I'm going to respond probably on a game day. I, either I'm going to be really calm and not be really nervous, or I might be really nervous, or I might be somewhere in the middle. But 
each of them is different and it's a great opportunity for them to learn about themselves before we go into a first real match. Man, what a great conversation. I'm so excited about this series. Appreciate you kicking things off for us, and uh, we'll look forward to much more from you guys throughout this season. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks for having me. All right, make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode of The Dig right here each week on the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Thanks so much to Kelly Hunter for joining us, and we'll be back with another episode next Monday.